Welcome to U105's brand new podcast series, Being Fab at 50, with me, your host, Denise Watson. To give you a little bit of background on why we're making this podcast and what you can expect to hear, I was born on the 30th of October 1971, which means on the 30th of October 2021, I'm turning 50. Now, to be honest, to me, 50 is not a cool age. It's middle age, and I really don't want to be 50. But over the past year, I focused on what it means to be fighting fit at 50, healthier, happier, and ready to embrace a new decade. I'm honestly now not scared to turn the big 5-0, and that's because I've spent time with some incredible women who ooze great confidence in their 50s and have found themselves to be happier and more content than ever before. And now I'm going to share some of my conversations and ways to feel fab at 50 with you. Over the course of these podcasts, we'll be hearing from some truly inspiring women, all about their own path to turning 50, along with the obstacles and ups and downs that they've overcome. There is no better place to start than with today's interviewee. I had the absolute pleasure to sit and chat with fitness fanatic, personal trainer, and all-round gorgeous woman, Melanie Minchel. Mel's route into healthy living was a relatively unconventional one. As she spoke to me about discovering the joy of exercise in her 40s, something that's now become a major role in her day-to-day life. She's such a positive and warm person to chat with and really is the epitome of what this podcast is all about. So sit back and enjoy the first in our series of Being Fab at 50 interviews. This episode of Being Fab at 50 is sponsored by Linwood's Health Foods, who provide a variety of seed and nut blends that can easily be incorporated into your daily diet to help provide the body with all its important nutrients. So just think you can make your breakfast, yogurts or lunchtime salad healthier by adding 20 grams of Linwood's blends to your bowl. It packs a nutritional punch with lots of protein, fiber and omega-3 and other nutrients like vitamin D. And did you know that Linwood's flaxseed has been prepared with great care? Their unique cold milling process unlocks the benefits of the seed. That makes digestion easier, which is great news. And what's more, every single product within the range is gluten-free and plant-based, so everybody around the table can enjoy that healthy boost to a meal. Check out their entire range, available directly from the Linwood's Health Foods website. Okay, well, when I first met you, obviously it was through uh, the school. You were on the Board of Governors and um, you introduced yourself to me. And I did think at the time, well, you know, like this is a lovely looking woman and just has a great sort of zest for life. But um, I pretty quickly realised that you were really committed to exercise. But can I take you right back, Mel, to when you decided, you know, I really want to get fit? Were you trying to train for like a 5K or did you set yourself up for a challenge or a charity event or something? Well, um, I have two girls, as you know, and they're now 24 and 20, Hannah and Zoe. And prior to they were born, I did sort of step aerobics and th- things those days. You remember all of that. Uh, they were born, um, life took over and um, primary school, different um, things that they were going to. And my exercise didn't come into the picture until they started to play badminton in the rackets club in their primary years. And then uh, the rackets and they still do have a, a gym upstairs. So whenever they were at their um, badminton downstairs, instead of going away for an hour, an hour and a half, um, I went upstairs to the gym. And in those days, as you know, I was, what, 14 and a half stone or whatever it was. And uh, there was a, a PT up there and she gave me a few weights to do. And I did that twice a week when the girls were downstairs. 
and I just kept doing it. And it got to the stage, I guess, where um, nobody really went to that wee gym because it more of a, a, a badminton centre. And one day, I, just, I can remember it as clear, I thought, I'm going to get onto that treadmill and walk. Got on, looked around, nobody was around. And I started to do one minute walk, one minute run yeah. Yeah. for maybe six minutes. And I thought it was great. I just kept doing that, kept doing it, kept doing it, more and more and more. And the next thing, it took me something like crazy, eight months, and I was running four miles. Really, I, I, had no, I was green, I didn't know what I was doing. I did it twice a week. And the Lisburn Fun Run was on that year, it's on every year. It's what, three miles, I think, something like that. And uh, I did it. Yeah. So I still went to the um, Rackets Club and things like that. And the next year, it took me a full year, I did the 10K. And did a reasonably good time. So at that stage, the girls had started to play uh, hockey at Lisnagarvey Hockey Club. And uh, I began to run outside then. And on the Saturday morning, it's like, you know, half eight in the morning, they would play hockey. And all the yummy mummies were going in for their coffee made up, you know, for into the hockey club. And I would rock up. No, sorry, I'm going to do my, I called a hill session round Hillsborough three times while they were doing their hockey for the hour or whatever. Yeah. Every single week. So um, uh, I was chairperson of the Pond Park Primary PTA that year. And somebody said to me at Listen to Garvey, you know what, you should join a running club. And I thought, oh, I'm not a runner. <laughs> But I joined City of Lisburn as I was chairperson of the PTA that year and I'd done the 10K in a reasonably good time. And a guy at the, um, we'd held a ball that year in May, I think it was, said to me, I was rocking up the miles at that stage myself. Um, I'd started the club and I started to do speed work with them. And this guy said to me, you should really do Dublin Marathon in October. I had another gin and laughed. (laughs) I said, no, I don't think so. And I went home that night, that <laughs> night, logged onto the computer and registered for a Dublin marathon in the October. And you'd never run a marathon before? No, because I wasn't a runner. <laughs> I thought I wasn't a runner. So that year, I was crazy. I followed a program. Um, I was with the city of Lisburn doing speed work. I was doing my long miles. I followed a program that I found online, you know, and the 10% rule of not do- doing more than 10% each week extra to avoid injury. Dublin Marathon Day came, it was October that year, it was uh, 2012, I think it was. Um, and at that stage, I was something like, you know, 60 odd miles a week on my programme. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know, I was still green, didn't know the emphasis on a sub four hour marathon. Yeah. I came in at 3.41, feeling all right. Three hours 41, oh. feeling all right. But you were still saying, I'm not a runner. <laughs> I'm not a runner. <laughs> So then the competitive edge got in and I wanted to do it again. And the yeah. next year, um, City of Lisbon were great with me, you know, and the, the passion of running and the miles, the hill work, the speed work and the miles alone. It was lonely sometimes because you're doing your long runs yourself or meeting up with people. But they might have been at different stages, at you, if you know what I mean, different miles, you know. Mm-hmm. And the next year then it came in at 3.39, which is a couple of minutes faster. Fantastic. You know, so then that year got me um, a good for age place, it's called, um, at any major marathon that you wanted to go to. So you didn't have to apply through the ballot. You had a free place. You had to pay for it, but you had a free entry to get into it. So I chose Lond- London the year after. And again, 
I did another walk, but now it bottlenecked quite a wee bit. But I was starting off in um, um, in London. It was two years after that. I did three in three years. Um, and I was, I was just running, you know, um, pretty much injury free. Um, my IT band at that stage had got a bit tight. I got some physio in it. I was taped up the London Marathon, actually. Um, but that was it. And you did it, and that great sense of achievement that you must have had. Yeah, you know, and people were saying, you know, you're losing weight, you're losing weight. I actually didn't realize. I was just doing it because it was an achievement, and I could do it. I could do this. Whereas before, I wasn't family life, different things, as you know. um, This is something I could do at my age. And I'm sure your daughters were incredibly proud of you. Yes, yes. And to this day, I'll tell you, you know, they still think I'm the freak mum. (laughs) <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm the freak mum. I don't, you know, I really do do coffee. You know, I have coffee, yes, but, um, you know, walk walk the dog and different things like that. But I do probably too much. Um, but the girls silently do admire me, and I know that. Of course they do. Of course they're they good do. girls. Yeah, and what do you you have done is like you've got your incredible fitness, and you didn't even realize that you were getting yourself so fit, and in a condition where people would look at you and go, "I would like to look like her." And it's almost it's almost like you you don't realize what what you've achieved. Honestly, didn't realize. I say I was green to it, and into this day, I sort of think, you know, why do people say things or whatever. I just do it because I enjoy it and the sense of it all, you know. Um, and at that stage when I'd done my marathons and I was still training, I was at City in Lisbon and um, then a coach came to me, um, Commonwealth, a local Commonwealth Games coach um, from City of Lisbon, but she was elite, wanted to take <laughs> my training over and coach me for shorter and faster, um, which I did, and would have entailed more track work than long distance work. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was training on the track and she took me away to Portugal that year, warm weather training. And that year in Portugal, I achieved 1956 for a 5K, sub 25K, which is quite a big difference from long marathon miles to shorter and faster. Uh Is it the endurance and pushing your body to the limit that you you're so determined to do that that's uh, what drives you on see how much you can push your body because now we've come from running and you're a qualified spin instructor yes and fitness level two fitness instructor now as well um it's probably uh, the sense of achievement at the end of it it's hard work everybody knows running or any competitive sport is hard work you have to put the hours in but i always say you know what it's um it's the commitment of showing up and doing it. No matter whether you want to do it or not, show up, get dressed and do it and turn up and do it. Um, you know, one week or maybe two or three weeks um, of not showing up has huge, huge, you know, you fall back so much in two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to have a break and you can't keep, keep it at the level all the time. You know, you have to have your holidays and things like that and downtime but just be consistent and have the commitment, you know. I remember one time um, you were coming back from an injury. I think you'd been out in Spain or Portugal or something and you weren't able to run and um, anybody else might have just given it up, but you were right there in the gym on the bike or on the cross trainer because you couldn't run. And uh, that takes a a great mental strength, Melanie. That's what it's all about. I believe it's your mindset and you have to stay strong in your mind and especially these times and these days. That's when it turned around for me and I sort of um, fell away from running. Um, 
I was on the track and I was to do a couple of races that day, um, competitive for uh, Northern Ireland veterans, you know, the older people as such, they call them the, the masters, you know. Yeah. Um, on that day, and there's nowhere to hide in the track too, but uh, I'd done my two-mile warm-up. I was doing my um, exercises for a warm-up, ready to race. And I was at the other side of Mary Peter's track and I thought that somebody had actually shot me in the calf. It was that bad. I couldn't actually walk over to tell my coach, I can't walk, you know, Um, and they carried me. So that's whenever I had a really bad um, calf tear. I'm not sure what degree it was, but I couldn't run and I knew I wouldn't be running for months. And they said to me, you have to cross train. You have to get to the gym, stay strong and get the strength in. And that's where... turned for me where I joined a small gym near my house in Lisbon. I was always going to the rackets, but yeah. that was a different gym. You know, you're on your own to a degree. This gym, um, I had never done spin, never. And I'd never really trained with weights that well. I'd done strength and conditioning with the coach, which was great mm-hmm. once or twice a week. So I joined this wee gym, bad tear in my calf and uh, started to spin because it's uh, no impact, very little impact. Mm-hmm. But it's good insurance as well, isn't it? I enjoyed the music, I enjoyed the company, and I enjoyed sort of the non-spotlight of it all, if you like, because um, before yeah. people would have, you know, two or three seconds faster, slower in a race, and why, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I enjoyed the nobody of it, if, if you like. Um, and I love the spin, and I love the circuits, and I love the strength training. So I, I could have been yeah. doing maybe um, participant in a, a spin class, maybe three and 24 hours, you know? Loved it. And that's when it turned. And uh, the manager then said to me that day, listen, Mel, if we put on a, a, a spin instructor's course, would you do it and start taking classes? And I said, now, I can talk to you. And probably people say, she, yeah. can, she can talk like a stool. But see, in a group at that stage, I'd have been physically sick. So you're quite, you felt quite shy. Oh, really, gosh, yeah. very, very shy. I just, as you know, I could, I said, I want to do the course. So they put the course on and I did it and I passed Land Colours and what they did then at that stage was in every spin class they had me up at the front with the instructor um, to get me to get me used to people looking at me if you like because I don't I didn't I really didn't like that. Because you've got to be bold and you've got to take charge and you've got to call the shots and you're shaking your head now like as though I I don't think I could do that. Well so what Tell me about your first class you did yourself. After that, they said, right, Mel, you can do the cool down with the people in the class. And I, I had to write it down. <laughs> what am I going to say? What am I going to do? I knew it, but I just so I started doing that. So that yeah. was okay. So um, a few of the, the PTs and the instructors there had uh, left. And they said, listen, hey, why don't, you, why don't you do the Sunday class? And I went, okay, yes, I'll do this. Because I'd been there anyway as a participant, yeah, yeah. you know. I'll do Sunday class. Um, and see, when I knew, say it was starting in three weeks' time, for three weeks I went in and went over and over and over it on the bike myself. And they actually said to me, we've never met anybody that practised it so much before the first <laughs> class. But that's, that's a sign of a professional, <laughs> you know, the whole sort of, you don't fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Of what yeah. was coming. So then things progressed um, and I, that I was taking the Saturday class and I was taking the Tuesday night class and, I was ta- and it progressed there in September. Was, I was taking 30 spin classes a month. Holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't easy, I'm sure. 
um, because I'd been doing it anyway. So then they said to me, listen, why don't you do the level two fitness instructors course? I said, I'm not going to be a fitness instructor. They, again, there we go. And I've started taking pump and hip classes in uh, another great gym in Belfast. Um, and I love the gym. I love the people at it. Uh, and I love um, just the, the chat and the people turning up every week at your class. Yeah. I don't believe I, I still don't believe it when I'm talking about it, if you know what I mean. It does seem like you do have this in your head. You don't realise what you've achieved. But um, through your social media posts, I've seen the amount of training you do with, with men rather than with women. But obviously, you're, you want to inspire other women and show them that, look at me, I'm, I'm 53. I can be fit. I can train with the men. And it's not just solely for, you know, a certain type of like, bodybuilder or anything. 100%, yes. Yes. So um, I do train a lot um, with men PTs, I guess I have done. And now I've got another great one. So, um, you know, people say, why do you have a PT? But um, you need that push yourself because you'll not do it. Or if you're going to drop something, they need to be there if it's a heavier, t- in heavier weight or whatever. But what I love to see is in the classes, um, women. Mm-hmm. Women come to the class because some not just my age, young people too, girls are afraid of the gym floor. And if they're rocking up at your class every single week and saying, Mel, I, because they were yeah. doing military press or something like that, you know, I did an extra four reps or I did a heavier weight and they're buzzing. And I said to them, what are you got to do tonight, guys, at the end of the class? What? And they say, book for next week. And that's what they do. And that is yeah. the biggest buzz I'm getting right now. Yeah, but you are inspiring these other women. And what? how do you feel about that? There's lots of procrastination. Oh, I couldn't do that or I couldn't do that. And you've taken us right back to the fact that yes, you've you got can. an achievement of walking six minutes on a treadmill. And now look at you a decade later. It is a decade later, you know, and it's day and daily. Um, people say, do you not have a, re- a rest day? Rarely, but there's some very, very odd day. It could be one day a month, it could be one day every six weeks. I'll say, not today, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what I want to do is women who are in their 40s and 50s, that's the market I'd love to, you know, crack, mm-hmm. where I turned it around at roughly age 45, Mm-hmm. it's honestly it's, it's a phrase you know it's not too late it really isn't and people in their 40s and 50s um, women maybe have a wee bit more time in that their families have grown up and you know maybe they're maybe sitting watching tv six nights a week that's okay but the seventh night of the week either come chat to me or go down and walk two miles one mile anything mm-hmm. just start it because it's not just the uh, the buzz of feeling good and the sense of achievement, honestly. It's the fact of, I did that. Yeah. And I, I can do a wee bit more. I can do a wee bit more, you know. And it's just getting into that habit of believing that you can do things. And, I mean, Melanie, you look, you look amazing. You really do. Um, but as I say, talking to you now, it's almost like you don't realise how far you've come. I don't. I don't, honestly. And I'm not just saying that. I, I don't, you know, and... When I go to the gym and things like that and women come up to you and different things and I try to let them go away thinking positively, you know. Um, you know, I say mm-hmm. to people, you know, they say, where do you get your time? Whereas whenever I started all back then, women have to, or even men, you know, say slot a Tuesday and a Thursday at six o'clock or whatever, two days of the week that suit you, two times. And if somebody says to you, it's like my morning and the Saturday doing the Hill session in Hillsborough. 
come in for the coffee and muffin. I love muffins and coffee, don't get me wrong. I have a very <laughs> sweet tooth. But if people say, you know, on Tuesday and Thursday at six o'clock, they say, no, that's my, my gym time. I'll meet you on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Just, yeah. just do it. Just do it. And do that yeah. for a month. And I honestly, yeah. you won't give it up. You won't give it up. Can you understand, Melanie, why I wanted to talk to you? Because 50 to me is a big milestone. 50 to me is not 40. Yes, I it's know. It's not, oh, you know, life begins at 40. Ha ha. No, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm turning 50 now. And one of my eldest daughter would say, it's a half century. It's not, <laughs> it's not funny. You know, to me, but to me, I took a look back at some of the, particularly for the last couple of years, maybe things have happened and I haven't been tight enough on my diet and I haven't gone to the gym sessions and I haven't, you know, changed my habits. But now I have. Honestly, I'm looking towards being, you know, 50 and embracing it and being fitter and healthier and feeling better. And it's, it's yes. really feeling better that I want, Mel. What do you think? 100%. Um, it's feeling better. You know, there's days, you know, you might go to the gym or do your rowing or I do whatever. And you come in and you look wrecked. But it's, it's a sense of achievement of having done that, you know. And I, honestly, I have never felt better. And I'm 53. 50 mm-hmm. embrace it Denise honestly embrace it because um you know 10 years will I be spinning and will I be taking classes when I'm 60 which is only what six Damn years right away. you will be Damn <laughs> right you will be you know, I know you. honestly 50 <laughs> is nothing because you look fabulous as well you know 50 year olds these days do not look like 50 year olds maybe years ago because they didn't yeah. exercise and women women are doing a lot more you know and it's not all about, I firmly believe exercise and a good glistening sweat. It might not look nice at the time, but your skin will look better. Your eyes will look brighter. You will feel better. And that's what you radiate to other people. Yeah. So just give me an idea of what you've probably done this morning, because I know you up with the lark, starting at 6am in some sort of high intensity <laughs> session. Yes. Yes. Every morning, um, Monday to Friday, um, I do a Zoom session online the coach um and uh I don't know maybe about 20 people do that you know one day it could be strength and conditioning um a few mornings it might be hit and that's your high intensity interval so it's um it's fast and it's sweaty you know then I go um I always do my gym session um and at the minute um I'm with this coach and we're doing a lot of sort of power deadlifts and things like that and I don't re- it's not something I really did before was all this deadlifting. I thought it was a man's thing, um, but it's an all-over-body um, workout and a strength. So I'm doing 75-kilogram 70, deadlifts, and I want to do up to maybe 85 soon. But um, So I'll go do my gym session, um, and then um, I also take... Uh, well, we don't take classes at the minute because of yeah. COVID. But yeah. the gym that I go to um, has pod demonstrations. So everybody mm-hmm. has a socially distanced pod and they have their weights and their bike and stuff in it. And you demonstrate some exercises and they carry them out. It's not like coaching or it's not um, a class yeah. at the minute. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll be doing those this evening. Um, for six o'clock one and a seven o'clock one. I have two pod demonstrations, and it's good to see full classes as well. And the people that are coming to those come week yeah. upon week. You know, it is important for women in their fifties that you talk about strength training, particularly yes. lift. Yes, for their bones. Really, yes, isn't it? yes, it is. And it's not about maybe the deadlifts and stuff like that, but the factor. You know. Um, maybe pull-ups with those bands, you know, things like that. People say, I can't do pull-ups. You know, you start off with maybe 
a purple band progressed to an orange one, progressed to a black one, which makes it, you know, more body weight. And you, you will pro- progress to body weight ones, you know, or like the rowing, it's good strength and it's all, mm-hmm. all over body. Um, and again, you know, um, it doesn't have to be really heavy that you can't do it. It has to be manageable, but tough, mm-hmm. you know, tough. Yeah. Um, and I'd love to see women on the gym floor that haven't um, uh, had the, you know, had the confidence to visit. Um, mm. I'd be happy to speak to any of those women, you know, but strength training is very, very impo- important, especially at women in our age, you know. Um, it's not all about high intensity um, because our bones are getting, you know, weaker Um but if you yeah. factor in some strength training once or twice a week, it will help you um, massively. Yeah. And as you say, if we can get women together thinking, like, just because I turn 50, it doesn't mean I can't go lift weights. Yeah. 50 is nothing, believe me. Embrace it. Um, 50. Feel good about yourself, you know. And, uh, you know, it's not all about the creams and potions and things like that. I use, to be honest with you, um, the moisturiser I use is little at 249. And the eye, the eye cream, I think, is 179. <laughs> I think I have a rimmel eye stick at about two pounds as well. So it's not all about the lotions and potions. It's about um, feeling good and projecting that goodness, you know, to others. Yeah. And what other ambitions have you, Mel? You're, dri- you're driven because you want for the best for yourself. You know, you, you're doing it for yourself. And that's what everybody should be doing it for. So what ambitions have you got? You set a goal for maybe next year? Yes, you know, and um, I hadn't really thought too much about it until you'd sort of said, and other than the 85 kilogram deadlift, yeah. <laughs> heavier than me. <laughs> I, want, <laughs> I want to empower women, you know, women my age, um, to feel good about themselves, to say, like I said, I could do that. It's not too late for these women. Um, and to say if they want to chat or anything like that, if women come away... Um, I, I, after listening to this even and say I'm going to start doing something that's one of my goals mm-hmm. yeah and all it takes is just that first step and uh, to think you believe you can do it yeah yes just to help women in our it's not latter years at all it's sort of at this age you know in their 40s and 50s that um, life isn't over and we are strong and we can be better you know and you are a rock chick because you listen to ACDC, don't you, when you're doing your workouts? <laughs> I am a rock chick. Um, you know, I, you know, ACDC, um, Def Leppard, uh, Guns N' Roses, all that there. And, you know, for my classes, <laughs> let you into a secret, for my classes, because there's a mixture of ages, there's, there's those young people as well, as well as our age, you know, they're not all our age. Um, I have to Google what's in the charts. <laughs> I don't know. And I think if I hear it in the gym, I'm shazamming it. Thinking I have to factor that into my for these young people. Yeah, it's all Cardi B and Drake with them, isn't it? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I know. I did. I had to be educated on who Drake was as well. <laughs> Apparently, Rihanna's ex. Rihanna's ex. And how did I not know? He's amazing. So there you go. <laughs> the joy of being a mother to teenage daughters, and the same with you. Yeah. 
you know, Angela, I remember my girls at your girls' ages in the rackets and doing the sports and running around after them, you know, and it flies in between, you know, 45 and 53 or whatever yeah. it is. So, yeah. No, I, I feel like t- there's days I'm a taxi because yes. I'm running them up and down to the, the centre or school or did they see their friends? And then I wasn't getting the chance. So I have factored into my life. I have to have my gym sessions. I ha- Even if it's 45 minutes I can fit in, I have to have it. Just the way I have to have a nap at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's only because I'm up before six in the morning as well. I exactly. I'm a, I was up at five to five on a Wednesday morning. You know, my class or my pod, at, um, my pod starts at uh, six. So, um, but I remember those years, Denise, because um, when the girls were at their piano for an hour, yeah, I parked the car outside the piano teacher's house and went for the run. Yeah. Or say they were at the hockey, I went for the run. So I factored my life and my exercise around the girls' um, activities. But it's important because you were using that hour profitably rather than just sitting having a coffee and a muffin. Although we all <laughs> need coffee and muffins. We do. <laughs> I love coffee and muffin, but I probably eat it in the gym in my, in my bag. It's in the gym bag or something. That's it. Oh, cause yeah. It's a good feeling, you know, and, you know, women get out there you know whether it's walking whether it doesn't have to be the gym because it is daunting just do something you know do something yeah that's it because uh, somebody once asked Martina Navratilova how she looks so good and she went um I just move more and eat less and lift heavy things <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was perfect answer wasn't it although that one in the middle I wouldn't eat less I'd probably eat more <laughs> Yeah, but but I'm sure you I'm sure you eat pretty healthily. You got to get the sort of good food after doing all your all your hard work. Probably eat. Um, I eat healthily to a degree. I eat well, but I have a very very sweet tooth, you know. And um, uh-huh. you know the full stack of profiteroles that you get. <laughs> yes. If I leave one, I've been good. You so you would have had the whole lot. <laughs> You'd be probably burned about fifteen hundred calories in the morning. That's why. <laughs> A little life balance, as you say, and a little bit of what you fancy. So I am going to turn 50 and I'm going to love it, yeah? Do, 100%, Denise. Enjoy it. 50 is, don't say it's a phrase, a new 30, new 40. 50 is nothing these days. And especially if you've got your health. It's not yeah. about your wealth, it's about your health. If you've got your health and you can do it, there's no, no reason to not do it, you know? Yeah. Do it. 50 Thank is good. You. We don't look 50. <laughs> I know no, you told don't. the world that we're all 50. <laughs> I don't mind. We don't mind, sure. No, we want, to, we want to show off and we want to inspire others as well. But thank you, Melanie. Thank you so much. I just, you've just been brilliant and you've been so open about everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks very much for asking me, you know. And I'm still sitting here in shock thinking, why me? Why are you asking me? But um, yeah. I guess, you know, um, if I can help somebody, um, that's the main thing. Thank you for asking me. This episode of Being Fab at 50 is sponsored by Linwood's Health Foods, who provide a variety of seed and nut blends that can easily be incorporated into your daily diet to help provide the body with all its important nutrients. So just think you can make your breakfast, yogurts or lunchtime salad healthier by adding 20 grams of Linwood's blends to your bowl. 
It packs a nutritional punch with lots of protein, fiber, and omega-3, and other nutrients like vitamin D. And did you know that Linwood's flaxseed has been prepared with great care? Their unique cold milling process unlocks the benefits of the seed. That makes digestion easier, which is great news. And what's more, every single product within the range is gluten-free and plant-based, so everybody around the table can enjoy that healthy boost to a meal. Check out their entire range, available directly from the Linwood's Health Foods website. I want to say a huge thank you to Melanie for joining us on the opening episode of U105's Being Fab at 50. What a great way to kick off the series and hear about her inspirational journey from walking on the treadmill all those years ago to running her first marathon and now helping other men and women in her community feel and look better for themselves. We have an exciting episode in two weeks' time, as I'll be joined by Rosemary Gibb, a hairstylist and salon owner who's been in the business for over 30 years. Rosemary will be giving us some great tips on how to feel confident in your own self as you grow older and also share her own life experiences that have shaped her into the fabulous and inspirational woman she is today. Make sure to check out the U105 social media accounts for more information and videos featuring our fantastic ladies who will be joining us on the series. Press subscribe now on your podcast app so you don't miss a thing. And remember, 50 is the new 40. 40.